the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Howdy, friends. Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn on Backbone Radio, founded by John Andrews, another great Coloradan. He founded Backbone Radio to encourage conservatives to have a backbone to stand strong and not waffle, not waver. And I got to tell you, I thought Trump's speech at CPAC last night was fantastic. I thought it was really great. I thought he was back. I thought he had the energy and the passion. I want to play again the retribution line. I think this was the best line of the night. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. Not going to let it happen. I will totally obliterate the deep state. I will fire. Let's continue. Next clip. He continues obliterating the deep state. I will totally obliterate the deep state. I will fire. little crossover there on the two clips, but you can hear the energy and the passion there with the idea of obliterating the deep state, deep state. And I think for conservatives, they feel it, they experience it, they see it in the news all the time. My question is, can does that work with moderates and independents? And are they willing to deal with all the challenges that come with um, having Trump at the top of the ticket again? All right, Jack, Wyoming, Colorado, it says. Are you from Wyoming or Colorado or both? Is there a city called Wyoming, Colorado? Yeah, it's, you're allowed to own property in both states. There you go. <laughs> well, at least you can escape to one when one goes the wrong way. Jack, what do you think of Trump? Here, here's what's the most important thing, and the caller John doesn't get it. The, the, the elimination and the eradication of the deep state is paramount. It absolutely has to be done. Yeah. Second statement. The only one that can do it and has proved he will do it and we know can do it is Trump. Now, DeSantis might be a really nice guy, and he's young, and he may have a bright future. But we don't know if he has feet of clay. I'm sure the Democrats do. There's no way on earth that he could fend off all of the dozens of malicious attacks that Trump has gone through unscathed. And we don't know that DeSantis can do that. We cannot take a gamble of putting somebody in there that they can tear apart before the deep state is, is, is removed. Donald Trump is the only answer. That's uh, all I got, man. Jack, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Jack's right in a big way. I've, I have never in my life of I'm, – I'm not super old, but I've been in politics long enough. And I worked for Rick Santorum. Rick, a great guy. And he had um, – back then, I remember in 2006, he had the world thrown at him because he stood for traditional marriage. But I have never seen anyone attacked by the elite establishment the way Donald Trump had. I mean – and he was part of it. I, mean, I don't know if you've all ever seen the Dave Chappelle – just – Google Dave Chappelle and, and Donald Trump at one point. But Dave Chappelle talks about how 
how refreshing it was that Donald Trump, like during the debates, came out of it and said, yeah, I benefited from this system. I understand how the system works, but it's a con and I'm going to defend the people. There is no one else like that. There's, there really just isn't anyone else like that. And he's gone through so much. And that's why I said during a previous hour, you give this guy four more years. Can you imagine that what he's going to do to this deep state? Can you just imagine? I mean, he is going to make them pay. But my, my biggest question is we've had now essentially five elections with Donald Trump on the ticket, midterm elections, presidential elections. Georgia runoff elections, and he, when he's at the top of the ticket or when he's kind of the leader in the voice, we're not getting electoral victories. And I understand the problems with elections, and he gets into that. And I appreciate – I put this out on Twitter two, three weeks ago that we need to begin ballot harvesting, okay? I know. I know we want that single-day vote, and if your state allows that – I was up in Montana the other day. They do not have mail-in ballots. I said, for the love – of all that is good, do not allow mail-in ballots in your state uh, because it allows ballot harvesting, and then um, you end up with this whole system uh, that that it just ruined Election Day. Dennis Prager talks about this, right? We used to have this great day. You went stood in line. Your kids stood in line with you. You got to vote with them and do your civic duty, and now it's been ruined by all this stuff. And if the state – and Trump got into this last night. We're going to cover this in a, in a future segment. That if your state allows for ballot harvesting, we better beat the Democrats in ballot harvesting. And if you don't like ballot harvesting, here is the way you get rid of it. Turn every church into a ballot harvesting operation. You don't think the Democrats are going to allow that to stand? You want to see ballot harvesting end? Turn every church into a ballot harvesting operation, and they will immediately seek to end ballot harvesting. So we need to win. All right, Jim. Trump's future, Denver, Colorado. Go ahead. Hey, good afternoon. I, I, I do agree with some of what you're saying, uh, but, but Donald Trump has uh, basically motivated more people to vote than both of the Bushes combined. And, and, <laughs> and every time we had a Bush, we, uh, we, we had some very negative leaders after that. Um, I think we have to rely on lower voter turnout rather than higher voter turnout. I think the vote during the pandemic and all the subsequent votes around that have proven that uh, Donald Trump is going to do nothing but divide the Republican Party, which gives us a counterbalance to the liberals. I think it's very important. Well, even Donald Trump himself, because he's there to represent the disaffected um, um, Americans. So there's a lot of uh, uh, America's got more millionaires than anybody else on the planet. And uh, we're still creating them, maybe not as fast as the, uh, uh, the fascist over there in China. However, um, Donald Trump um, and the inflation that has come since then, um, whatever reason it's there for, there's more disaffected people out there. And if Donald Trump's going to gather together all those people that uh, are not economic winners, um, then... I think it's going to cause a lot of a lot of troubles with our political party, more more problems with the Republican Party than could ever be thought of with the Democrat uh, Party. The Democrats might be able to run Marvin the Martian and win against a thoroughly divided Republican Party is what I think. I appreciate it, Jim. Thanks for the call. So the 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 big question then is, how does he appeal right to moderate independence? Now, I know his speech yesterday. 
was to kind of the hard right base. But I think partway through, you get a sense of what his message may be to liberals and Democrats. The thing is, we're not supposed to do that because it's up to the governor, the Democrat governor. They never want any help. They don't mind. It's almost like they don't mind to have their cities and states destroyed. There's something wrong with these people. Right. So maybe maybe that's kind of where. He goes with moderates and independents because we all live in these states, right? But that was kind of – that was our message in the 2022 election here in Colorado. Look how bad the Democrats are doing. This state is awful. And for those of you who grew up in this state, it used to be amazing. It was the Wall Street of the West. You used to go down to a Coors Field game. You walk around 16th Street Mall with your kids. Nobody I know does that anymore. They might go to the Coors Field game, but they're not sticking around to hang out. And and I've heard anecdotally from people that, you know, they may have moved from Chicago or L.A. or San Francisco, and they just said, well, it's it's bad here, but it's not as bad. It could be a lot worse. It could be San Francisco or Portland. And so they just reelected Democrats. So I don't know if that works for for independents and moderates. I don't know if that's the message that will connect with them. But the attack on the deep state, the attack on... Retribution for Republicans. I am your retribution. After all of what we have to deal with, absolutely connected with grassroots conservatives. And that's why he won so big at the CPAC straw poll. 60% voted for him. Uh, Ron DeSantis was down at 20%. So, you know, Jim has a really good point. Is it going to divide the Republican Party? Will they come back? I have some guys that worked very closely with the Bush administration who absolutely are not. They're now into the never Trump phase and then even the anti-Trump. So I see kind of three different categories, right? You have the you have the uh, I will support Trump and then you have the the never Trump and then you have the anti-Trump. Can they bring them back together? That's the million dollar question. We're going into primary season. And we're going to continue this conversation about Trump's speech at CPAC. We've got a few more clips. Stick around. You're listening to Backbone Radio. Jeff Hunt filling in for Matt Dunn. Man, that's good stuff. Chris Stapleton, Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Matt Dunn on Backbone Radio. Chris Stapleton, I thought, was one of the highlights of the Super Bowl. That was such a good national anthem. And you even saw the tears coming down, right? Isn't that all we wanted through all that craziness, the... The kneeling during the whole Super Bowl NFL season. This is a great country to live in. And no one is forcing anybody to do anything but just have some respect for it. Can we? Can we have some respect? Can we have some e pluribus unum out of many one? We have many other places where we get together and we're one together, right? You have so many distinctions. You get so many differences in this nation. What do we still have? We had some football, we had sports, we had the national anthem, right? And it kind of feels like we're moving past all that. Great, great national anthem, Chris Stapleton. Thank you, man. What a way to start Backbone Radio. It's great to be filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the director of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. I lead a little event here in Colorado called the Western Conservative Summit. Now, all those are nonprofit, 501c3. They don't get involved in politics. But being personally, I'm a proud Republican. I've been a Republican my entire life. And so I get to be a little unleashed on this radio program, on Backbone Radio. And uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. We're going through Trump's CPAC speech. He had a little humor. Check this out. By the way, where's Hunter? Where is Hunter? Remember? Where's Hunter? 
Will there ever be a time when Joe Biden says, this thing with Hunter just isn't working out well? I'm starting to get a little angry at Hunter. Or when Hunter comes to him and says, Dad, Dad, we have a problem. What? What is it, son? Another one? Oh, son, you're a disaster, son. Son, you're a disaster. Dad, we have a problem. I left my laptop at the repair shop. And Joe looks at him and says, what's on it, son? What's on it? And Hunter looks back and he says, every single crime that you've ever committed, Dad. <laughs> every single crime you've ever committed. Oh, man. Trump, he was funny. He was funny. I've watched enough of his speeches, and, you know, we hosted him at the 2016 Western Conservative Summit. I get a little bit of how he operates. Um, he's a natural entertainer, right? He had the kind of very popular Apprentice TV show, and and those were really fun to watch. So he knows how to play to a crowd. He knows how to connect with them. And this was an hour and 48-minute speech. It was a long speech at CPAC, and I, you can't find it on YouTube. And, you know, a lot of the major networks aren't covering them like they used to anymore. I remember at our summit event in 2016, there were 400 media outlets that covered that. So he was this, you know, kind of flashy new object. And so everybody wanted to cover it. And now they feel like if they give him any stage time, he's going to disrupt the kind of globalist government operations that are taking place. So now the strategy is to try to ignore him. But he did. I thought it was a really funny speech. I think he did a good job. But I've also learned that he doesn't read the speeches ahead of time. I remember I was at the National Prayer Breakfast a few years ago. And the reason I can tell he doesn't read the speech ahead of time is because he agrees with himself throughout the speech, like like someone that's reading <laughs> For the first time. So, for instance, he'll say stuff like, you know, family is the bedrock of this, of our nation. The family is the bedrock of this nation. So true. So true. Isn't that true? That's true. Like, he's, <laughs> it's your speech. You're the one who's saying it, but he agrees with it. Um, but then he kind of just, when he goes off is when he's the best. Absolutely the best. And he's funny and entertaining and, and that <laughs> Hunter laptop. And I got to point this out. I've, I had a chance to meet Don Jr. and I've met Eric Trump as well. I've never met Ivanka. But uh, good kids, really good, like heads on their shoulders, right? Just think, think about all the problems that Don Jr. got, right? Because he went hunting in Africa. You know, the scandal. They'd show pictures of him with, you know, a zebra or something that he had shot. And, they, you know, the media would cover all that. He's such a horrible person. Meanwhile, you can't even like... You can't even put up on your computer what Hunter laptop or Hunter Hunter laptop Hunter Biden did on that laptop. I mean, it's just outright obscene, and it's drug use and it's horrific. It was just bad stuff, you know. And the media totally gave him a pass, and more than that, they shut down any type of reporting on it. Yeah, when I go back to the deep state, that's what I'm talking about. My goodness. All right, Eric Manning, line two, Jeff Hunt. Much love to you, my brother. Let's get at it. You know, are, are oh, you my a, God, are you a, I, I love you to death. Are you a Go Trump ahead. guy? Can, are you a Trump oh guy? Oh, my God. Man, I'm a Jeff Hunt guy. You Every time I go to the <laughs> Centennial Institute, you send me tickets. Come on now. That's right. And I am, I am hot as fist grease. I'm not at you ever, but I am on the same hand. Because, oh, my God, Jeff, you think... We, the people, us white, black, and brown people, are going to take another of these Democrat, dirty, acting people. Trump is clean as Ajax. 
my brother. Yeah, he These got, Democrats you know, are dirty than dirt. Eric, he got into that last night. He talked about how, you know, they've went through millions of pages. Think about it. Think about the fact. None of us could do this. None of us yes. could go through every aspect of our life picked apart. And they went through millions of his pages. Do you remember the tax? Remember, oh, we got we got Trump's taxes. We finally got Trump's taxes. Okay. Have you heard a single thing since then? And he laughed about this he, last night on the speech. He goes, you know, it's because he realized that, it was great. That, that, uh, it was great. that the companies are run so well. So, uh, so you're going to be a you Trump know, fan? You're going to vote for him in the know, primary, you think? Yeah, but you, you stopped me from doing everything that I wanted to do. I wanted to clean both cars, but you got me hot as fish grease. That you, um, with the, with the, with the uh, big mic. That you you guys have, you Caucasians, as me being a black man without a mic, but I got a voice. We're not taking this no more. Yep. Do you think Joe Biden got 81 million votes versus Trump's 76 plus uh, million votes? Uh-uh. And then Obama, that, that dude... I'm not going to say what I usually say because uh, Blake is probably going to beat me out. So, you know. <laughs> He's got his hand over anyway, the dump button right now. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but, um, Mr. Jeff Hunt, this is insane for anybody at 710K in U.S., I don't care who it is, that think that Trump is going to be, get beat again. In the next election, unless Eric Comer, which I would love to confront in the schematic machines, because Barack Hussein Obama hates this country. And that black dude, he said that it's a good thing, Jeff, and you know that he said this. It's a good thing that the Democrats are in charge of the the voting machines, mm -hmm. Jeff. Yeah, and Rush yeah. Limbaugh says the only way that the Democrats win, if they lie and if they cheat. Yeah, he, you he know dang the well. You, well, you it, know what? I think that's so uh, uh, fascinating that I think that we're going to get like 110 plus million to put Donald Trump over the top to where Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> and the rest of the big tech people can't. And then Donald Trump did say yesterday, uh, Jeff, that we got to cheat. And he's so he's so nice and Ajax clean Ajax clean uh, Jeff. He said yesterday we're going to have to um, harvest our ballots yep. in a in a you know in a uh, legal way. Yeah, in a legal way. That's right, Eric. Thanks yeah, for the call, yeah. buddy. Um, God bless you. Hey, <laughs> you send too. me some tickets now. I'm texting you. God bless you. Much love. Yeah. Okay, Jeff. Bye bye. Oh <laughs> man, what a personality. Uh, Eric uh, is talking about the Western Conservative Summit. It's coming up June 9th and 10th, by the way. And Eric, we'll make sure we take good care of you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, the Western Conservative Summit's the largest annual gathering of conservatives, one of the largest annual gatherings of conservatives in the Western United States. I used to be able to say the largest, and Charlie's giving me a good run for the money with the Great America Fest he's has down in Phoenix. But the Western Conservative Summit's right here in Denver, Colorado. And we bring in 50 nationally renowned conservative leaders. We're talking to all the presidential candidates. It's a, it's a really needed, important event. Um, and we'll hope we'll have Trump, DeSantis, Pence, Tim Scott, all of them there this year. If you want details, go to westernconservativesummit.com. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back, and we're going to talk assault weapons ban in the near future. You're listening to Backbone Radio. Jeff Hunt filling in for Matt Dunn. Blake, this is the big wreck by the oaf, right? 
That is I, correct. I have not heard of that band before. I like it. There you go. A little Sunday afternoon grooves for you. This was actually Randy's pick here. <laughs> hey, I got a message from Randy Corcoran. He just landed, actually. He said he got to spend time with Trump. That is so cool. You've got to tune into his show. He said he gave a speech. He did about a 20-minute speech to folks, spent about an hour and a half taking pictures, then did a 20-minute speech, then walked out and did an hour and 48-minute speech. Stamina doesn't begin to describe that man. Yeah, Randy, you're right. Oh, Randy Grub, or Randy uh, Corcoran, um, great, great guy, and uh, I, I've been honored to be on his show a number of times. And he leads the Arapaho Tea Party, and I'm so glad he got into his position, uh, helping represent the Republican Party from Colorado to the na- to the nation. Right? He's he's one of the, he's one of the committee men, so he represents our values all the way to the very top and stand strong for the Tea Party, the grassroots, which I so appreciate about Randy. Great job, Randy. Glad you got to connect with Trump in Washington, D.C. Friends, Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Matt Dunn. I do have some text messages here. People are wondering, is Dr. Dunn okay? He's fine from what I understand. He's just kind of taking a break. Uh, And it's it's a lot because you do the show prep and he's got kids and Sunday afternoons are kind of sacred time, so I think he's just taking a break for a little bit. So uh, don't worry too much about him. I haven't heard anything that would require any prayers or anything like that. And it is a real honor to be filling in for Dr. Matt Dunn on Backbone Radio. All right, so we're talking Trump, CPAC, his speech. He seems to be back. He's got a lot of energy. Let me know what you think, 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971 and text me via the app would you be supporting him in the primary are you ready to give him another shot i know his speech definitely connected with grassroots conservatives can it win independent and moderates over are things so bad that we need him he had some ideas he addressed election integrity here we go All Republican governors should immediately go for paper ballots, one-day voting, and voter ID. That's right. So he actually kind of divided it up. If you're a Republican state, preserve those things, right? Preserve voting in person unless you absolutely need an absentee ballot. You must have voter ID with you. Preserve those because that's how elections have been done for forever. And then we got into mail-in balloting, and it seems if you're old enough, and I'm not that old, I'm 41, but you remember we knew on election night, like 2000 with Bush was this huge phenomenon because we couldn't just call the election that night. Now it's every election is that way. And you've got, you just wait, and it seems like, oh, it's just this perfect number of ballots that come in from this very blue county. Just enough for the Democrat to win. And it just it just smells rotten. My my great mentor, Bill Armstrong, would always say, I can't tell you what's going on, but it smells like sulfur. And <laughs> that's, that's kind of how a lot of us feel, right? So I was with uh, Reince Priebus not that long ago, and Reince hit a great line. He said that Republicans 
love to focus in on the candidate. We think that getting the candidate right is so important. We've got to get the right candidate. And we debate and we have these contentious primaries and we go back and forth with regards to primaries and candidates. And, and we've got to get and, and we're kind of starstruck. Right. And I can tell you, as someone who is a very big conservative event, there's pressure on me every year to get the right guy or gal. We got to get the right people to to be at the Western Conservative Summit. And I feel that pressure. I, I will tell you this year, it's Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Mike Pence, Tulsi Gabbard. All the potential presidential candidates. Those are the, the or if I could get Jordan Peterson, right? A lot of excitement if I could get around Jordan Peterson. So there's there's these like hallmark names that every year that conservatives love. And Ryan's former chairman of the RNC, worked in the Trump White House, said Democrats get really excited about process. They talk about process all the time. We gotta get the process right. We gotta create opportunities for process. So mail in ballots was not at all, at all, about convenience. Not at all. All right? We may say it was about convenience, and sure, it's nice to be able to vote via mail, but that was not the intent of it. The intent was to flood communities with ballots. And we know via lawsuits from Judicial Crisis Network, or uh, uh, Judicial Watch, sorry, different organization, Judicial Watch, that the voter rolls are bad. Here in Colorado, they're bad, but they can just flood out there, right? And then you get into ballot harvesting. I asked Wayne Williams one time, Secretary of State, I said, Wayne, how do you know, his former Secretary of State, how do you know that people aren't ballot harvesting and putting in 11 ballots, right? So the law says you can't put, you can't carry more than 10 ballots with you and put them in on behalf of somebody else. You can't put more than 10. Wayne, how do you know we don't do 11? We don't, Jeff. That was his answer. We've got some video cameras and stuff like that, but there's there's no real way to know that someone put in 11. And I said, okay, if if you don't know they put in 11, you don't know if they put in 25 or 50 or 100. And the truth is they don't, okay? So that's the system that the Democrats operate in, and that's why they're so successful at winning. And later in his speech, Trump gets into this. He says where there is... Ballot harvesting taking place, and he didn't say anything illegal. He said, do it legally. But we have to play the game that the other side is playing. And I remember this last election, the pressure. We were going to vote in person. We're going to vote in person. We're going to vote one day in person. That's where you're going to show up and mark your candidate. And I did. I went out to my little Elbert County voting booth place. I was the only one there. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning. I was the only one there. I voted in person, showed my ID, all that stuff, okay? And it didn't work for us. In fact, you know, it worked very badly for Republicans and conservatives. So I hope whoever is the next chair in this state, and we, you know, we're, we've got last or two weeks ago, we had all these candidates on for state party chair. I hope they focus in on process, 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 process. We need people out there walking chasing down neighbors, churches, going out there and collecting ballots. If the Democrats are going to play this game in this state, we must beat the Democrats at their own game. Donald Trump said that very same thing last night. And we've got to do it legally. That's critically important. We know the other side cheats in everything they do. They cheat in everything they do. 
But for us, we have to do it legally, but we have to play the game that they're playing or we're going to continue to lose. Here, he had some other ideas, some really fun ones. I like this one a lot with a kid in school, with four kids in school right now. I will fight for parents' rights. Can you believe that here we are and I'm saying I'm going to fight for parents' rights? Who would think that you have to ever say parents' rights? Don't you think parents have pretty good rights, right? Who would think that you have to actually say it? But you do because they took the rights away. Parents' rights. And he goes on to say we're going to, we should allow parents to elect principals. How about that? School teachers unions. Parents have more power than you. I think, I love that idea. That principals would be elected by parents. I, I, I think that's a game changer if you can make that happen because you make them accountable to the people that care about the kids the most, right? They care about the kids the most. All right. Here's another fun one for you. Oh, Blake, I lost it. Oh, here we go. And we will support baby bonuses for a new baby boom. How does that sound? That sounds pretty I want a baby boom. Oh, you men are so lucky out there. You're so lucky. You are so lucky, men. <laughs> a baby boom. You're, men are going to be very lucky under a Trump second term presidency. We do have a problem. Uh, Elon Musk talks about this a lot on Twitter, that uh, we are not replacing ourselves. In fact, for our society to sustain itself with wars and all that happens, famines and disease that happens, that uh, most families have to have three kids in order to maintain that. Um, liberal families, they they kill their kids. It's, it's very sad. But conservatives are going to win in the long run uh, with a baby boom. I love it. There you go. All right, we're going to continue this. Call me. Tell me who you're voting for in the primary if you're willing to support Trump. Jeff Hunt filling in for back Matt Dunn on Backbone Radio. We'll be right back. Blake, you cannot play this song right now. This is, uh, this is an offensive song. A boy named Sue... <laughs> yeah, not in these times anymore. <laughs> do you know, hey, Blake, do you know who wrote this song? I don't. No, it wasn't Johnny, huh? It, so the lyrics are actually by Dr. Seuss. Really? Yeah. So then it really should be canceled. <laughs> Next, Mix Master Blake on their board. My name's Jeff Hunt, filling in for Matt Dunn. You're listening to Backbone Radio. We're so glad to have you. And it's a real honor to fill in for Dr. Dunn and to be a part of the show that John Andrews helped start so many years ago. We're talking Trump's CPAC speech. If you missed any of it, go back. You can go to 710knus.com, download the podcast there. We've been uh, playing some different clips. Here, I just took notes of his speech. It was an hour and 48 minutes. He really attacked the endless wars, NATO, the changes he was able to make. In NATO, And, you know, I, I do recommend that you read The Art of the Deal at some point because you learn that Trump kind of started out working in his dad's apartment complexes. So he was actually charged with going around and collecting rent. 
And you actually see, if you know that, the NATO response of why are we paying so much more and nobody else is, absolutely makes sense. So he addressed the fact that you got NATO to pay more. He, t- he talked about being raided by the FBI and how even some of the FBI agents thought that was really stupid. It was horrible. I mean, if you're going to allow Joe Biden, who has never been president up until now, to have classified documents, but then you go after the president of the United States, who has the power to declassify documents, it's just crazy uh, how the double standard that exists there. Russia collusion, he attacked how the left really felt like he was the one that was going to collude with Russia. And that uh, if if Donald Trump was elected, we were going to go to World War Three. And he did a great job pointing out the fact that it wasn't that way at all. And in fact, it was his strength of leadership that probably kept a lot of these people at bay. He had a great funny moment where he was talking about China and how China looked at Donald Trump and said, well, we don't think that he'll ever do anything, but there's a 10% chance he could. So we're going to act as if there is a possibility Donald Trump could do something. So it kept those guys at bay. He laid out his plan for his presidency, a lot of emphasis, a lot. Most of the speech was about foreign policy. No more unnecessary wars. Isn't it fascinating how conservatives have changed on that? When I was a young seminarian, I wrote how the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan fit the just war theory, and it was acceptable for the United States to go and engage in these countries. And after 20 years, and the fact that Afghanistan just fell with like in a week, and we lost friends and family members in these wars, and you just go, what was that for? And I understand, I understand it was for the attacks that took place in this country and taking the fight over there. But just the the horrible withdrawal from Afghanistan was just heartbreaking. So he's not Trump's not going to allow for World War III. He's going to prevent it. Big focus in on Russia, a different approach to Ukraine and Russia. And then he goes on to the border and the importance of securing the border, sending in the National Guard to restore order in some of these cities. He takes on DEI will eliminate staffers immediately. Upon becoming president, he will fire anyone that is hired by the federal government to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is just Marxism, basically. So if they're if they're working within the federal government to push these agendas, he's going to fire them. He's going to fight for parental rights. He wants school principals to be appointed by parents. He's going to revoke all of Biden's Actions on transgenderism, particularly with regards to the youth. So he covered some of the social issues there. He's going to keep men out of women's sports. He's going to promote and support free speech in America. He's going to address inflation. He's going to remove China as the most favored nation with regards to trade. And this was something This was something I think could really appeal to independents and moderates. He's going to hold China accountable for releasing the China virus. China. He can say it so much better than I can. The China virus. He's going to hold China accountable for that. Isn't that isn't it just shocking? Shocking. How wrong so many people were with regards to COVID-19 and the fact that nobody's paid a price on it. Isn't that just amazing? 
Like just the 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 trust that we have in our institutions and in our media. I remember Kyle Clark saying that if if we did not believe the experts on COVID nineteen, that we were essentially ignoring the firemen in our house that were trying to save us from a fire in our house. And that was the media. That was the biggest media outlet in Colorado. Nobody's ever said they're sorry for these total bungled. Media responses and the and the federal government leadership. I mean, you have brilliant people like Rand Paul that were standing out there saying this virus came from China and he was excoriated on media for that. And he was right. And more than that, he was going after Fauci for creating this problem through This gain-of-function research that was taking place. Just unbelievable that no one has paid a price. So Donald Trump's going to hold China accountable for releasing the China virus. He goes on towards the end and gets into kind of April Fool's jokes, right? Like it's just this bizarre April Fool's leadership that we have in our nation. He wants to secure the elections. He wants to put our own drop boxes out there. We must become masters of ballot harvesting. But do it equally, and then he ends with kind of this idea of a baby boom. It was a good speech. It was good. It wasn't covered on the media, which is unfortunate, but it was very good. I'm getting some texts here that they're they're not. You know, I I found a pretty good video of the speech on Rumble, but they're saying full. The full video is not of good quality. I thought it was pretty good, but maybe I missed it. C-SPAN has full, great quality. Thank you, C-SPAN. C-SPAN covers the Western Conservative Summit, too. Like the last just honest, good journalism that we have. Newsmax only has a six-minute clip up. Thanks, Kim, for letting me know. Yes, A Boy Named Sue, written by Shel Silverstein. There you go. They found the Wikipedia. It's in Wikipedia, Blake. It must be true. Shell Silverstein. All right. So the next hour I want to devote to, and we'll, we'll get into it right now, this gun bill that's coming up. Title, Concerning Prohibitions of Certain Firearms Used in Public Mass Shootings. The bill defines the term assault weapons and prohibits a person from manufacturing, importing, purchasing, selling, offering to sell, or transferring ownership of an assault weapon. Are you uh, of an older age and have children or grandchildren you'd like to pass your, quote, assault weapon onto, which is a semi-automatic handgun? Uh, You will not be allowed to do that. And I'm going to even tell you what the penalties are going to be when we come back at the top of the hour. The bill further prohibits a person from possessing a rapid-fire trigger activator. I'm not a big gun guy, so I may need you to help call in and tell me what this bill really means. I do have weapons, but you guys out there are so, you guys like know the details in it, like, right? Like, like what really makes a gun different from another gun. So call in 303-696-1971 or text me if I get it wrong. But here's the bottom line. The only people that are allowed to have big and scary guns is the government. And we're going to cover all that and how you could end up with thousands Thousands of dollars of fines if you do not follow this to a T. They know this is unconstitutional. They know 
It's unconstitutional. And let me give you a little secret about the Democrats in Colorado. They don't care. They'll get 10 years out of this before the U.S. Supreme Court knocks it back down. Friends, Jeff Hunt filling in for Dr. Matt Dunn on Backbone Radio. We're going to cover this bill that's coming after your guns. When we come back, you're listening to Backbone Radio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.